So this is Stephanie Ruel. I'm a former Life Sciences Mission Manager with the Canadian Space Agency. In 2011, 2012, I started asking, how is it that I'm the only woman doing this job in this time? Stephanie Ruel was established in her career at the Canadian Space Agency when she decided it was time to go back to school. She hoped getting her master's degree would help her advance her career so she could move into senior management. As she reflected on her working life, she realized years of being the only woman in the room had taken a toll. That's when she turned her focus towards creating a better working environment for the next generation of women in STEM. This is Go the Distance, a podcast from Athabasca University. The world is rethinking education, and distance learning has become a major part of the conversation. To some people, it may seem new and strange, but it's been going on for a long time, creating opportunities and transforming lives. This series will share stories from one of the world's leaders in distance and online education for the past 50 years, Athabasca University, right here in Canada. We hope it can inspire you to start your own path to education. How far will education take you? Stephanie was doing well professionally. I was a life sciences mission manager for a number of years. And uh, what that means is that I would put project teams together to do life science experiments on either the space shuttle or the International Space Station. She was involved in some high profile missions. I had the honor of being the quality officer for Senator John Glenn during his return to space on the space shuttle. A lot of other experiments that we did in microgravity, we uh, studied snakes and frogs in microgravity with grade 11 and 12 students and and we had a lot of fun doing that. So I I had a, a quite varied career as a life sciences mission manager. And what does a snake look like in microgravity? It was very exciting, actually. Snakes and frogs have this writing ability. You know, they're always right side up. And we wanted to see what happens in microgravity. Are they able to write themselves? Well, some of them just continually tried to write themselves and and just couldn't do it. While it looked like they were struggling, they, they were fine. There was just one snake that looked a little green and uh, he had a bit of a harder time than the other ones, but if memory serves, he survived. Would I do it again? No, but it's, you know, snakes in space is um, real. We did it. (laughs) So her job was interesting, but Stephanie wanted to keep advancing. So she decided to pursue an MBA to try and get a job in senior management. But going back to school was daunting. I traveled a lot. I was often out of the home doing these missions at remote sites. I couldn't guarantee that I would be in one place at any one time. On top of that, she has four kids. Very busy lives, hockey players and ringette player and soccer and all of the other activities that kids love to do. So I needed a solution 
that could fit into my life as opposed to my trying to fit into a bricks and mortar traditional university. So she decided to get her degree online through Athabasca University. At first you think, where am I going to find 20 to 40 hours per week to do this type of studying? When I got into it and started doing it, I realized that there's a lot of empty time, especially in hockey arenas, where I could have been learning. And so I got very adept at using that empty time, waiting for the kids to get on the ice, to read, to uh, go online, to discuss with colleagues. You'd be surprised at how engaging it becomes and how you can find that time. Part of the reason she found it so engaging was that a lot of her classmates were working professionals, just like her. I think the depth of knowledge was mind-blowing. It wasn't just reading on your own. You're actually discussing with colleagues that are also in the work environment and trying to apply theories and concepts to your real-world experiences in the workforce. And you go deeper into theories and concepts and, and action plans than you would if you just read a textbook all by itself and then went to class and listened to somebody talking to you. And it was in this new environment that she started to really change the way she thought about her career. A major catalyst was a trip she took to support one of her missions. It's a moment that she calls her awakening. I walked into a meeting at Johnson Space Center in Houston. We were doing a mission on the International Space Station. And I walked into the meeting and I had to stop in the doorway and it was like a light bulb went off and I went, what is different here? What am I seeing? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh my, it's all women. And it was the first time I had realized that I was working in a male-dominated industry and that I was the only woman sitting at the table in a senior position in the Canadian space industry. Stephanie was so used to being surrounded by men in the workplace that it was a surprise to see so many women in the room. At first, it didn't sink in just how big of a deal this was, but it would end up changing the course of her life. After getting her master's, she pursued a PhD at AU, with a dissertation looking at the exclusion of women from top positions in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. As I got deeper into my studies at the doctoral level with Athabasca University, I started to delve into the day-to-day -day experiences and started to realize that this male-dominated industry was indeed positioning me in a certain way, and it was positioning other women in a certain way. And that moment of awakening led me to study this positioning in further detail. She wasn't looking for a new career when she started her studies, but now she was starting to rethink everything. I wasn't planning on a career change at all. I had hoped to be able to make an impact internally within the industry, but there were certain experiences that happened over several months that made me realize that I would probably be more effective in having an impact on the industry if I stepped outside of the industry. That meant leaving the space agency, where she'd been for nearly 20 years. 
it wasn't an easy decision, but I felt so strongly that I had to do something and that something could only be done outside of the industry. So I quietly resigned and um, left the space agency. Stephanie started a new career in academia. I really found my calling interacting with students and, and conducting research in discrimination and oppression. As part of that research, she interviewed other women about their experiences in the industry. She remembers one in particular, a professional with over 25 years working in STEM. She was referred to on a daily basis as a dog, that she had to be kept on a leash because she didn't know what she was doing. See, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. It's absolutely horrible. And during her interview with me for my research, she would often refer to herself as a dog in the third person. That is how ingrained this microaggression had gotten to be for her. But her courage to share this experience with me and for me to be able to you know, write it and share it with others is very important so that people understand that when you don't, you don't do that, you don't position somebody like that because it has long-term effects on their psyche and how they, they deal with their day-to-day lives. Stories like this can be tough to hear, but ultimately, Stephanie's doing it because she believes in the industry and she wants to make it better. I'm not here to say that it's a terrible industry to enter. It's an exciting industry. There's a lot of innovation and technology development that's going on in the industry. I just want people to get into this industry with their eyes open and to be able to call out discrimination and oppression so that they don't end up like this senior professional STEM woman who was just marking off her calendar day by day until she could retire. In 2018, Stephanie's work won the Best Critical Dissertation Award from the Critical Management Studies Division of the Academy of Management. We asked the Canadian Space Agency about Stephanie's experiences. They wrote back in part, The Canadian Space Agency is committed to an inclusive environment that nourishes and advances the interest and talents of women in STEM. They say currently women represent 40% of the supervisors, 35% of the managers, and 41% of the directors. Stephanie now teaches management at Concordia University. Part of her work is documenting the contributions of women to Canada's space history. Within Canadian space industry history, we also have an important forgotten contingent of women who contributed to the Alouette mission. Alouette was the first Canadian satellite launched into space during the Cold War, marking Canada as the third spacefaring nation. And historically, we celebrate the technology of Alouette, the successful uh, design, manufacturing, launch and operation of this satellite, and the hundred men who contributed to this successful mission. Having said that, we've forgotten about the women who contributed to this mission. And one of the activities that I'm doing today is studying these women and trying to bring their stories forward in in various ways. And with my colleagues, we've managed to find 120 women who contributed to Alouette 1 and 2. The past doesn't have to predict the future. And that's what Stephanie is focused on now, the next generation. 
I really hope for the day where these types of conversations are not necessary and that we acknowledge that differences make us stronger, that there's a unity within diversity. Go the Distance is a podcast from Athabasca University. AU, Canada's online university, has been a leader in online and distance learning for more than 50 years. For more information, go to athabascau.ca. Thank you to our guest, Dr. Stephanie Ruel. This show is produced by Antica. Our senior producer is Kevin Sexton. Our associate producer is Sheena Rossiter. Stuart Cox is the president of Antica. On the next episode... They're doing this and this, and you're like... (laughs) just You know, I would leave days, just sit in a meeting, don't even know what I went through. To hear more about how online learning is transforming lives and transforming communities, you can listen to the whole series right now, wherever you get your podcasts.